thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Pull up a rock by the campfire. It's time for that paleo show with your hosts, Sarah Stewart, Steve Hayter, and the man with no shoes, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Steve Hayter. And I'm Brett Hill. And today we have an absolute cracker for you as we're joined by one of the most holistic and well-rounded practitioners out there. He first popped up in our Instagram feed a few years ago showing off his massive and vibrant homegrown veggies, his fancy homemade fermented creations, and giving demonstrations of unconventional movement patterns to increase flexibility and strength. His vision is to reconnect food, farming, fitness, and healing into one holistic model of health, which supports and honors uh, and respects Mother Earth. Welcome to that paleo show, holistic lifestyler, Jeremy Princey. Thanks, guys. Got a uh, a big smile on my face after that intro. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Thanks for joining us, mate. Now, I've just been reading your bio, and you've done a lot of really cool stuff in the health and wellness space, and I was wondering if you could tell our listeners a little bit about your journey so far. Yeah, sure. Um, I'll try to keep as brief as possible, but um, I suppose being a Cairo and going through Cairo school, you know, I've always been involved in, in health from for a while now, and uh, going through the, the program at uni was quite a stressful period for me and like Brett would probably understand yep. that the final <laughs> years are pretty pretty uh, stressful and uh, actually once we finished our clinic exit exam um, at the end of the five years uh, I, we partied like you do and uh, after that it all sort of came crashing down I, um, I got a, a, a systemic bacterial infection and was fighting that for about a month it really knocked me around and wiped me out I was on and off antibiotics and um, was quite ill and uh, wasn't looking good, but uh, pulled through in the end. And uh, I, it was just happened to be at that time, one of my friends introduced me to a Czech um, practitioner who was holding a, a wellness night. And um, yeah, so I went to that. Uh, it was 85 bucks, and it was the best 85 bucks I ever spent. He pretty much ran through Paul Czech's How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy in in about two hours in a, in a workshop environment. And that just challenged all my preconceived views on health. And um, so I'm pacing up and down a hill, so I'm starting to lose a bit of breath. Um, and, yeah, so with that, I because I came from a, a traditional sort of bodybuilding background where, you know, I, I trained quite heavily, um, had all the protein, low fat, high carb, uh, all the, the protein powders and the, the glow-in-the-dark, pre-post-workout potions, and and that's then that all just came crashing down. So the guy who ran this workshop um, through the check through his check training, he he was just a picture of health. He he looked good, he smelt good, he, you know, he probably tasted good. Um, and I just I just looked at him and just thought, well, obviously what he's doing is working. So I took all his advice on board and just did a a complete. Uh, I just went cold turkey on it and just immersed myself in that that check program and dropped all the the dogma of the the bodybuilding stuff and you know five six seven years on whatever it is now I've, I'm a completely different person and uh so that's probably where I suppose out of out of illness I uh 
like most people get into the, the health stuff and and that's where the fermenting started too because he he talked about um kefir and a few other things there and and that's where that all started and it just yeah, just boomed from there yeah he's an absolute legend paul check isn't he i mean i read his book many many years ago and, and was lucky enough to interview him on one of our podcasts and uh, he's just an amazing wealth of knowledge oh yeah he's, he's a yeah he's a genius for sure and um you know, if any, he's, I know he's quietening down a little bit with his his programs himself, with his own teaching. But if, you, if anyone ever gets a chance to take any of his programs, I can't recommend it highly enough. I was very fortunate to do HLC two with him, so spending the week, um, you know, in that environment with all those inspirational people, sort of wanting to gain the same that same experience was just yeah, it was life changing. So, Jeremy, what was it that got you into health in the first place? Obviously, you mentioned you started with your chiropractic degree, but what, what led you in that direction? What made you want to take perhaps a, you know, it, chiropractic obviously still seen as a bit of an alternative approach to health, a bit of a different way of looking at things, a bit of a more holistic way of looking at things. So what pointed you in that direction to start with? Yeah, I think um, I've actually thought about this over recent times and it's a question I've been getting getting a bit more and more. My initial thoughts was just, just being heavily involved in sports. I was very active growing up and had a few little injuries or physios, chiros, this and that, and sort of was always in that um, that sort of that field. But I think if I think about it on a more of a deeper level, we we've had some family family issues in in my family. We've lost two two brothers. One had a, a heart condition, and so I think subconsciously there's there's always been that sort of trauma of that loss, um, which probably to some extent has fired that up. And my mum's got type one, well, had type one diabetes, and so she's never really been all that well and been in the, the typical medical system and really struggled with medications and um, and recently passed away this year. So I think uh, yeah, just through through those more subconscious uh, things and what I've witnessed growing up, I think that's just what's what spurred it on. To be honest, yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that uh, I'm very keen to talk about with you, Jeremy, because it's uh, something that has uh, gained a lot of attention in your social media recently, is um, you are quite the gun at growing monster vegetables <laughs> in your back garden. And uh, some of the interest that has been is uh, quite literally, how do you do it? How do you look after um, the soil and, and prepare it? And what are your secret tricks to, um, to create these mutant vegetables? Yeah, right. Well, some of them do look a bit mutant by the time they get that big, that's for sure. Um, I don't think there's not really any secrets. Um, and, and yeah, I get these questions all the time on Instagram and, and Facebook trying to keep up with it. It's pretty, can be pretty tricky at times. But um, yeah, I, I just, when I moved, so I grew up in the country and then I went out to Perth for uni and, and did a few years there and worked up there. And then I moved back to the country and Ironically, a lot of the, the organic farmers are down this way. So I used to treat a lot of farmers um, and biodynamic farmers and just really, really loved it. But getting access to organic food in the country was, 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 wasn't, wasn't that easy. Like it was easier in Perth. Um, like these farmers down here were sending them up, sending their stuff up to Perth. So, and I was obviously passionate about the, being about organic and biodynamic and keeping as clean as possible, um, you know, for myself and for the environment. And... Um, so I just uh, I just took it upon myself and just thought, you know, I'll, I'll just I'll just grow these, try grow these things myself. So I really just experimented and um, took on bits and pieces, read bits and pieces here and there, some, some magazines, and talked to the farmers, and yeah, that was it. And just you know, the common and here comes a, a bus that's trying to run me over here. 
Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I just yeah, took, took the advice of different sources and the common theme being the, the, health, the health of the soil and uh, that microbial activity of the soil, which, you know, which is a reflection of human health as well. It's like your gut, how healthy the, that, you know, that microbiome is, is a reflection. So the secret, I suppose, is in the soil, I guess. Um, and then with that is, you know, I use some biodynamic preparations. Um, I use, I just try and get as much cow manure on there as possible and give it some love, really, and, and put some put some attention into it. So, Jeremy, what would you say for someone, obviously there's going to be a lot of people here uh, who, you know, they might even live in the city, they might have a little bit of space, they're thinking of starting a garden. You know, what's your advice to them? How do you how do you usually recommend people to get started? You know, what sort of stuff do you reckon is good to start planting? And, and what are your tips to someone who's an absolute novice uh, to get some things growing in their own backyard. Yeah, right. Well, I suppose if you've, if you've got some degree of yard that has, that has adequate sunlight and you've got water, and then you're good to go. You know, there's no, no excuses from there. If you, all you need to do is put, um, you know, put some, some good soil on, find some organic soil to pump it up a bit and some, some manure if you can get hold of it. And then, um, and then just start planting. Just, just hunt around and find out what's growing well at that time, because um, not everything grows optimally at uh, the, all year round, and that's where seasonal produce comes into comes into play. So just try and you know, Google that or speak to people, and um, yeah, just just start start growing. Yeah, nice. And if you're not following Jeremy already, uh, head over to Facebook and look up Holistic Lifestyler or uh, look him up on Instagram, um, Holistic underscore Lifestyler, because he's got this uh, these pictures of these massive beetles that are like the size of basketballs. <laughs> I was about to say the exact same thing, Steve. Those, those beetroot are enormous. And just quietly, the ladies on our Facebook page were enjoying the abs too, Jeremy. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the added bonus, I suppose. <laughs> and that that probably leads me into my next question, Brett. Um, you mentioned uh, earlier, Jeremy, that um, you did sort of go down that bodybuilding um, system or, or way of, of uh, getting fit and, and working out your body. And uh, you mentioned as well that you just, you know, you're just lifetimes away from that now. And you've mentioned in your bio that uh, one of your movement inspirations is Ido Portal. And I was, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about his philosophy and what you've adapted from that, um, that could come into play and benefit our listeners. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, miles away from where I was, and I'm just so grateful for, I guess, you know, the pain doctor speaking out and teaching me a lesson to to ditch that and and move towards you know Paul Check stuff and and now Edo Portals movement. So, in answering your question with Edo stuff, that's um, it's a bit tricky to to I find it a bit tricky to explain, um, just because it's he's got a. I mean, he's got an amazing program, and I was very skeptical going in looking at his stuff. Um, he doesn't, yeah, he's got he's got a whole heap of, and I, now I tell people to, to to look at his YouTube channel, look at his blog, look at his look at Adelia's blog, and read all that stuff. Watch all those videos, and then you'll get more of an idea. It's pretty hard trying to um, take his life research that he's done and condense it down and try and explain. I think I'd, I'd give it an. I'd, I'll be doing it a disservice trying to um, trying to really explain it from I his think philosophical you're dead right, standpoint. Jeremy. Like, 
just looking at his videos, I mean, I've, I've looked at a few of those online, and, and just the way he moves is quite phenomenal, isn't it? The, the, the flexibility, the strength, the, the fluidity of the way he moves is probably the thing that really stands out. Absolutely. And, I mean, it's one thing watching him on a video, but when you see, see him moving in real life, I mean, to me, I'm happy to pay, eight, pay $800 just to go to a, a workshop for the weekend just to, you know, just to watch him move. And, and, and Odelia as well, it's just... It's just incredible and so inspiring, and that's why I've sort of gone down that path now and with the intentions to do his online training and maybe do some movement camps and internships. But at this stage, I've really only done two two weekend workshops with him, one 12 months ago and one recently, the corset. And, um, yeah, it's just it's phenomenal stuff for sure. Yeah, well, make sure you let us know, Jeremy, if you're doing any workshops teaching that stuff because I know uh, I'd certainly find it interesting. I'm sure a lot of our listeners would too. It's uh, it's some really cool stuff. So who else yeah, has influenced yeah, you sure. in terms of movement stuff, mate? I mean, obviously, uh, you know, the MoveNet stuff is probably the other one that's probably big in this sphere and in a similar sort of style. I mean, have you looked into that much? You know, who else has influenced you in terms of the movement stuff? Yeah, I mean, I know of MoveNet and I've watched some of his YouTube videos and um, listen to a few of his podcasts. You know, he's, he's guest. He's been a guest on a few podcasts, and I think your own one as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. It was, yeah, yeah. So I've listened to this that, but I haven't done any of his workshops or anything like that. It looks really great, and and um, I just think it, it probably hasn't. I haven't really had the opportunity to. If it came to Perth, and I was around for sure, I'd definitely sign up. I think you know the concept of it looks really great, and I suppose it sort of ties in with Edo's Edo's work a little bit with sort of that more body weight movement and. You know, that's what I love about Ido. He's one of his, I think he said something like, you know, what business do we have moving weights if we can't efficiently move our own body weight? Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, and that's been a big sort of inspiration for me. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, who else has inspired me? Maybe from a rehab standpoint, I think Craig Liebenson's works really good. He's a chiro over in the States. I'm sure Brett knows, knows him. He's done a really good job of condensing bits and pieces from all different movement geniuses of their time and um put together a, a, you know quite a neat program the only thing with him is he's, he's rarely in australia so you sort of have to travel to 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 take any of his his stuff but um yeah that's probably it really for the, the inspiration of movement yeah and so jeremy what does that look like for you on a day-to-day basis i mean how do you incorporate these different you know movement philosophies together how much of your time do you spend doing you know "Quote unquote exercise." How much of it is just movement? How much of it is just you know spending time in the garden or playing or whatever? You know, what's it look like on a day to day and a week to week basis for you? Yeah, so it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's basically a movement philosophy. So I don't really view it so much as training as such. So I'm doing a fair bit of work in the garden and and going out and picking up manure and and shoveling and all that sort of stuff. Then that's that's my movement for the day. I won't necessarily go to a gym or do anything else but you know I, I try and dedicate time each day to to keeping active and mobile and you know i'm still undoing you know the damage that was caused from seven or so years of sitting in that university <laughs> environment and all the strain patterns that have that, it, that that were developed there and that you know that just takes time and i think too many people are you know want this quick fix and you know want to be mobile and want to do a handstand and want to do all these movement patterns but you know, if you want to do that, then sure, that's great. But you have to dedicate the time. And um, you look at someone like Edo, and you know, he'll he'll tell you he'll train up to eight hours a day sometimes. So it's uh, I don't I don't do that. Um, I'm certainly not you know working out to that to that to that length. But I suppose when you accumulate and add up 
you know, movement as such, whether it be, you know, a walk uh, on a lunch break and, you know, some gardening and then maybe some, some mobility work, then, you know, that can maybe add up to two or three hours in a day. Um, but, you know, it's not a, ma- a matter of, all right, I'm going to go to the gym, do my 45 minutes or an hour, and that's, that's the exercise for the day. It's sort of cumulative and try and add bits and pieces of everything. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's fantastic, and I like that accumulative approach. It takes the uh, it takes the uh, arduous nature out of it, doesn't it? It's not like I have to get home after a hard day and I'm tired and I don't want to head off to the gym. It, it's uh, getting getting the movement in where you can, and and that's a, a great philosophy. And one of the things I was um, fascinated to to know a little bit more about Jeremy, and I mean, for a lot of people, it seems common sense. But in your in your vision statement, you you speak about you know having an approach that honors and respects Mother Earth. And I was wondering if you could expand on that a little bit for us. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's just something that uh, that's just another part of my lifestyle, I suppose, and what I'm trying to trying to inspire others with is um, taking a you know that complete approach so with respect to, to mother nature I mean it just comes down to the, all the the one percenters that add up so you know what are you washing yourself with what are you washing your dishes with you know are you recycling are you what, what clothes are you wearing are you wearing you know cheap stuff that's you know full of chemicals and harsh on the environment and slave labor and all that kind of stuff eating seasonally growing it's just it's it's everything really and all those little things that are often overlooked and that's where sort of that that complete picture sort of comes in and and respecting respecting mother nature and you've mentioned the clothing there mate and i think that's a big one that that you sort of is easy to overlook and you know i've certainly been moving a lot more towards much more natural clothing recently and and looking at some things like obviously bamboo and, and these different textures you can get for your clothing um, that's obviously something you're big on, and you've even got a little bit of a clothing range going. So, you know, what what pushed you in that direction? And uh, you know, what do you look for when you're looking for clothes uh, in terms of materials and that sort of stuff? And uh, and how did you end up with your own little range going? Yeah, yeah. Um, I probably geared, geared that question up, didn't I, with that last response to <laughs> just go for it to mate. give myself a bit it, of a plug. You did it beautifully. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, with clothing, what I what I look for, I started off. Um, I started off uh, getting, I think my first um, introduction to all that was, was nudie jeans, actually, who I think are, you know, they're doing a fantastic job with, with their jeans. They, they look great and they feel great and they're certified organic um, uh, materials that they use. So that was my first introduction. And then, yeah, bit by bit, I just was, I was just, I was, I was just oblivious. So I didn't realize that, that, you know, you could have organic clothes and, um, and the cotton, and looking into it more, I just realised, you know, how how damaging the um, cotton farming is to the environment. Um, standard cotton industries use, you know, billions of dollars a year of insecticides and pesticides, and it's one of the one of the heavi- heaviest sprayed um, crops out there. So that sort of just woke me up, and I just did more and more research, and bit by bit, this my wardrobe, you know, grew with more and more organic clothes, you know, bamboo undies and socks and shirts singlets are all you know mostly organic if i could if i could find them and and then i uh, you know when i when i came up with the holistic lifestyle or um, branding as such i i thought it'd be nice to you know chuck the logo on on my shirt and the first so i just looked around and found um you know a company that were that were were doing that and um you know i'm, you know, I'm really grateful to have come across these guys are fantastic to work with and 
I really love their um, their ethics and their their integrity. Um, so the first orders were it was really just for me. I had no intentions of um, of, of uh, actually selling on and, and selling it to the public. I just wanted a couple for myself. So I put in a pretty small order and they came across and yeah, I was stoked with them and everyone who saw them I was just like, this, these are pretty cool. What you know, how do I get how do I get my hands on these? And yeah, next thing sort of spread quite a bit and now I take orders for them and, and send them off. I do it I do it all myself, so I sort of take the orders myself and post them out myself. So it's a bit of bit of work and a bit of um, bit of time, but you know, it's my my bit of the the uh, you know, I feel like I can contributing quite well by raising an awareness with that that stuff. It's not something that at this point, you know, generates a huge income or anything for me, but you know, the the value that I get out of um, raising some awareness um, which it's, and that sort of bugs me a little bit when people don't get that and they're sort of you know 50, 50 bucks for a shirt geez um, that's pretty expensive I'm like well you know they're not exactly cheap to get um, for me to source you know the bigger picture is you know why why they're so expensive and that is because the, the cotton and the bamboo that they use are you know they've got four or five certified um, authorities that they go through so you know, there's no sprays used. There's no cheap child labour. There's no, you know, ruthless um, work environments. It's it's all ethical. So, yeah. I'm glad you explained that, Jeremy, because uh, a couple of months back I reached out as well because I thought they were great shirts, and it's just it's just a great uh, message to to wear around as well. You know, it's health themed. But the thing that just really blew my mind is how great. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> something's going on. Something's going on over there. You're not you're not jaywalking, are you, Jeremy? No, no, no. I think, no. I think he got I'm the in, gun. I think he got I'm the in, gun show out. Yeah. No, I'm in the perfect space. You're on top of a hill, so I've got a view of the city in Bunbury here, and then on the other side, I've got the ocean, so it's the perfect spot for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just saying, Jeremy, um, the thing that really blew my mind, though, overall, is just how great the fabric feels. Like, and I'm really glad that you explained the context behind it, because... In this case, you are definitely getting what you pay for. And I was, I was wondering, I guess, just speaking generally about, um, you know, conscious threads and, and bamboo in particular, um, what, what sort of health benefits can people expect out of it over just conventional, you know, $5 T-shirts you can get online? Yeah, that's, um, that's a good point and a good question. I haven't, no one's really sort of put that out there before like that. Uh, it's something that I actually have looked into. Um, Firstly, with the, the bamboo itself, it's it's a very like as you'd know, you've you've got a shirt. It's very soft and malleable. Like it, it moves, it breathes, um, and, and it moves with the body. So it's not binding binding you up at all. And you know, the, 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 since I've worn converted over to that sort of kind of clothing, I find it really difficult wearing synthetic, you know, suits. If I sometimes if I go to work, um, you know, if I'm wearing those pants, I just that you just appreciate you know how much that constriction actually has on your your movement and then your body longer term um so now i mean in my, my own clinic in perth i'm you know i'm trekking around in um you know hemp hemp shorts and my holistic lifestyle of bamboo shirts and you know if i can find some some good alternative pants i'll be i'd be stoked um because i'm doing movement i can't be restricted and you know if i'm trying to teach someone something i can't have that that restriction and um I listened to a biomechanist speak, actually, and one of the questions that they asked her was something about underwear and should we be wearing underwear? And her, her response was to the males was, you know, what impact is that having on, you know, the muscles that are involved, um, you know, the cream muscle that, 
you know, raises and lowers the, the testes and things like that. But um, so it's sort of, we don't really appreciate it. I just chuck some undies on. It might be quite tight. But what impact long term is that having on that musculoskeletal and structural level and then functional functional level? Yeah. There you go. There you go. Fortunately, Steve always podcasts in the nude, so doesn't have to worry <laughs> about that. He's just, yeah, yeah. he's just letting it all hang out there. I reckon he's on mute now, so he can't even respond. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Love> Jeremy. <laughs> You've obviously got a, a really well-rounded philosophy here. I love the way you're taking into account, you know, the different aspects of the movement, the chiropractic, the food. You know, what elements do you bring in in terms of mindset? You know, how do you look after your own mental health and mindset, and what do you do to to maintain that and to enhance that as well? Yeah, I think with with the Czech stuff, you know, we went through some Tai Chi um, principles and. Um, you know some basic meditation things so there's probably the things that i incorporate incorporate in personally and um what i recommend and you know i'd love to at some point maybe start doing some some group tai chi sessions and i've talked to a few people about it and of um you know setting that up but that's just more of a time thing at the moment and admittedly you know with everything that's going on i'm quite busy at the moment so those things and like most people would probably notice as well we tend to neglect that a little bit and those are the things that i i find i tend to um fall back on and and and, and you know they, those are the first things that sort of drop out of my daily routine when when things are starting to get quite busy so that's probably my weakest point to be honest um but uh yeah so those, those are you know basic meditation tai chi those are the, those are the things that i try and incorporate in as much as possible that's fantastic and um Jeremy, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what you're doing in your local community because WA is really um, hustling and bustling at the moment in the wellness scene. And, you know, we've got Indy Butcher with Claire's uh, Kombucha and, and Paul's Kombucha over there. And there's a lot happening. And I was wondering if you could tell us um, what you're doing at the moment uh, locally and, and what you've got in the pipeline. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I mean, it is. It's, there's a, you know, it's a real craving for uh, this, this, this scene and it's really caught on and there's some amazing people that are coming up doing some awesome things you mentioned the, the indie butcher guys paul and claire and um so we've you know sarah and myself so i do workshops with we've teamed up with with her with indie butcher and a few other local companies um to just try and basically form a community and um feed off each other and promote you know this growth of a of a health conscious community and um it's exciting i love it and um you know we're getting we're getting some really good feedback from it and you know, a really good community is 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 forming. Um, I've got quite a few things in the pipeline um, at the moment. Some of which, are, you know, probably can't really um, put too much information out there now because it's all in discussion. But you know, looking at retreats and things like that um, in the future, which is yeah. really exciting. What you know, it's what I really want to sort of go down that path um, without sort of compromising my own clinical practice too much as well. Because yeah. you know, time off from from that. Um, has its has its toll, but what we do have at the moment, we just actually last night um, unloaded a, a 45 day cleanse detox program. Myself and Sarah from Sarah Hopkins Health and Wellbeing over in Perth, and that's going to be pretty good. We're anticipating that's going to get quite large, and it's um, basically a a whole food and a specific supplement program with a, a diet program coupled with it, and some other things, but. If people want to have more info on that, they can check that out. Um, and then workshops, the, the fermenting workshops have just gone gangbusters. And, you know, we're doing one, sometimes two a month. I was doing 
up to three or four when I was doing some private ones as well. And um, with that, it was just it was just starting to get too consuming. So we've changed things around a little bit with the fermenting workshops and we're looking at um, bigger venues and catering for bigger people. So we've got on, we've got on scheduled with Solomon's, the organic cafe in Perth, which is the organic cafe and restaurant, which is an amazing place. Yeah. You know, if anyone wants to check that out, I highly recommend it. And that's, yeah, that's where our next cementing workshop is going to be at the end of Feb. So we've opened that up for bookings now and that's filling up pretty quick too. Yeah, wicked. Get amongst it. Well, Jeremy, uh, we're uh, just about coming up uh, and running out of time, mate. I'm sure we could uh, talk all day and, and chat about uh, these topics that we love. But um, thank you to Jeremy for sharing his story with us today and, and all of his knowledge to help us live a more holistic lifestyle. If you want to learn more about Jeremy's approach to health and connecting with our land, check him out on Facebook as Holistic Lifestyler. Starts with a H. And on Instagram as holistic underscore lifestyler. Uh, check out his website as well, which is holisticlifestyler.com. And if you want to get in on one of those funky, super comfy hoodies or T-shirts, you can hit Jeremy up on his website or social media. As always, we hope you, you've enjoyed the show as much as we did. Remember uh, to join the conversation by liking That Paleo Show on Facebook and following us on Instagram. Until next week, continue to share your story and help to grow the Paleo tribe worldwide. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.